Welcome to The Cobot Show, the podcast that breaks down the barriers of industrial automation. My name is Danielle Marlette from Universal Robots, and talking with me today is Joe Campbell, longtime veteran of the robot industry and head of marketing for Universal Robots North America. We also have with us a guest speaker, Josh Polly, Director of Business Development and founding partner of Vectus Automation. Today, they're going to talk about using a cobot for welding. Thank you, Danielle. Josh, we are very excited to have you on the show today. I think this is a great topic and our listeners are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, Joe. I love talking about how manufacturers can boost productivity with easy-to-use automation and certainly appreciate the opportunity to be here and talk about that with you, Joe and Danielle. Well, so let's let's get a little history down first. Um, um, first of all, you're one of the co-founders. Who else is on that core team that started Vectus? Yeah, so in addition to me, we've got a number of founders of Vectus Automation, uh, Doug Rhoda, Drew Akey, and Aaron Bailey, um, all veterans of robotic welding industry. We've all come from traditional robotic welding, and that's really allowed us to see and get a lot of experience, um, you know, the good, the head, and the ugly of robotic welding, and we've really been able to fuse that experience with the exceptional technology of collaborative robots. And what that is allowing us to do is really provide a, uh, you know, productized solution to manufacturers for easy to use automation and making that more accessible to more manufacturers of all sizes so that they can do more with less and and help uh, soften the blow of the skilled welder shortage. So together, I mean, us four were the founders, but we've added to the team since. And as as a combined team, we have over 100 years of combined robotic welding experience that we're using to help customers every day. You know, a lot of the partners that we talk with, um, you know, they they actually saw the problem uh, in their previous businesses when they were perhaps on the traditional side of automation. Is that the same for you guys? Did you did you see this as an underserved market? Um, I I think I think a little bit. I think it's really come to the forefront. You know, in the last. Um, few years, particularly as, you know, there's a skilled welder shortage, but we hear from some of our customers now, even ones that are running traditional automate, well, robotic welding cells that, hey, we're, we're running out of skilled programmers too. You know, that's no uh, easy task typically with traditional automation. And so I think when you combine both of those of, you know, lack of skilled programmers, lack of skilled welders, you've got to, you know, close that gap basically with easier to use automation. Um, and so I think that's that need is actually accelerating, I'd say, Joe. Yeah, that's good to hear. It's uh, it is definitely a challenge in uh, just about every industry segment that that we work with. we We continue to hear it. i I also make the point that uh, in spite of the very difficult times with the covid pandemic uh, still sweeping across the u s, I still talk to manufacturing managers, plant managers, and owners who can't hire. They're still struggling to hire even at this point. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Joe, because some of our busiest months have been the last few months, and, and that's really driven by what we're hearing from manufacturers of, of all sizes. I mean, it's small job shops, large job, job shops, small and large OEMs. Um, you know, they're staying pretty busy, it would seem, and like you said, can't find folks or, you know, Hey, I need to do more with less, right? I can't like, you know, some of my workforce might be sick or caring for somebody who's sick. Um, how do I get my product out of the weld shop into paint 
and out to my end users. Um, and I think that easy to use automation is really, really empowering that and the ability to do that. Well, I think, I, I think you're right. Um, the other thing that we hear consistently is, uh, is uh, companies really focusing on productivity, uh, however they measure it, whether it's about machine productivity or productivity of their workforce, they're, uh, they're really struggling to make improvements. Um, and, and it's really critical for their future at this point. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's again, it's that how do I do more with less and potentially less skill, right? Um, while also enabling new technologies, you know, some of our customers will say, you know, hey, that bringing in robotic welding has actually helped me attract talent, right? Um, you know, the, the, the next generation of welders, um, you know, they're happy to be under a hood welding, right? But uh, they're also, I think, eager and interested in getting their hands on technology and really taking ownership and that's been a huge success for a lot of our uh, customers is they've got that next generation welder. They're excited. They're eager. Let's put them on the cobot um, and see what they can do with it. They're doing some really incredible things. So I think that's uh, absolutely right. Well, I've heard that too. Uh, I've heard it again and again that bringing the technology in makes it easier to actually attract um, and retain talent on the manufacturing floor. So Josh, tell me, how did you guys get together with Universal? Kind of what was that genesis like? Yeah, you know, I think that um, when we started looking at collaborative robotic welding, I mean, it was no no secret to us that Universal Robots was not just the, the pioneer of, of collaborative robots. What was it, 15 years ago? I think Joe is when Yeah, we just, we just uh, crossed our 15-year um, anniversary, yep. Yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, even before last year when we got digging into this more, thought it was much more recent than that. But I think, you know, the fact that, hey, UR has been doing it for a while, um, and you guys, I think, are on your fourth generation cobot now. And it's, uh, from what we've seen, the most robust and continually innovative platform. Um, you know, I think that was really exciting to us is, you know, you go into, you know, a new product space like this, you know, cobot welding. I think we wanted to pick the undisputed leader both on pioneering, continued innovation, um, robustness of the arm. I mean, we've been really impressed with that. You know, we've we've seen a number of arms in our hundreds of years, hundred years of experience, and this one is very robust. And so I think that's that's really kind of what we thought of you are when we got started. And um, I think it's been a great partnership. I think that together we've been able to help more manufacturers. There's nothing I love more uh, than hearing from our manufacturers. Yeah, you know, this thing's running 60 hours a week. It's helping me boost productivity. I got customers telling me they're tripling production um, and it's just helped them out. There's nothing cooler in my mind than, than seeing that and helping American uh, manufacturers do more with less. I agree. Absolutely agree. Well, I think the other, the other, um, the other observation I have, and, and again, like you guys, I, I came from the traditional side of automation. Um, we're putting automation into shops that traditionally would have never qualified Right. We never would have pursued them with a traditional solution yeah. because they were either too small or they didn't have the technical base or uh, they couldn't afford the cost. And I think I think you guys are a testament to what you can do with a very tightly focused product. So yeah, tell me, I, I couldn't agree more. And and we uh, we actually don't really see our solution as necessarily competitive to, to, to traditional robotic welding cells. Kind of like you mentioned, it's it's serving a different need. I mean. I have customers, you know, hey, if you're doing 10,000, 20,000, you know, hundreds of thousands of parts, there's probably no better way to do that than with traditional robotic welding. 
Um, but a lot of our customers are doing those smaller batches, right? The tens, the hundreds, the thousands, high mix, lower volume, need more flexibility. Um, and I think that's really what's enabling more of these shops to uh, bring automation in is a solution that helps with those smaller batches. And on that too, I'd say a lot of the upstream technology, you know, the lasers, CNC plasmas, CNC brakes, a lot of those things upstream of welding that create consistency in the weld shop are also helping those, you know, customers like you mentioned, Joe, that may not have been able to look at this 10 years ago, you know, the combination of better upstream and more accessible upstream technologies and easier to use, more accessible weld automation, I think is what's really helping those shops, um, you know, get, do more of less, right? Yep, that's a great story. So, so how did how did you bring welding expertise to the universal collaborative robot? Because, you know, uh, by nature we're we're uh, we're not focused on weld technology, and I think what uh, Vectus did was really develop a whole a whole new layer of programming and application expertise. Absolutely, and I think that's been. Um, something we've been really proud of bringing to the market is the software that is not just welding software or robot software, but it's truly a, a merger of both of those. And I think from our experience, that's what, that's what is important about robotic welding is it's not just perfect path and not just perfect weld parameters. You have to fuse both of those. Um, and so having, you know, the software team that we do that's led by folks that know software and robotics uh, and kinematics in that sense, but also have been under the hood at customer facilities, you know, doing robotic weld implementations and understand the business end of the arc and what that needs to do to make a good weld. That's been a huge um, uh, advantage for us is the ability to, to merge both of those. Well, I think if, if, I mean, and I've, I've seen case stories, I've talked to some of our, our mutual customers, it, it sounds like you've cracked that because you've got skilled welders with zero programming background that are actually doing the robot programming and setup. Yeah, exactly. And so it's merging the under the hood, you know, um, process and, and weld control with an easy to use interface. Uh, and so that, like you said, that enables welders with zero programming experience and also, you know, NC programmers with zero welding experience to use the system, right? And, you know, what I tell all of our customers is when they ask, you know, who's, who's the right champion, who's the right person, I said, find someone that's eager and wants to take ownership of the system and see that thing cranking out parts. And they'll be able to learn either side of it, the programming side or the welding side, because our software makes that so easy. Uh, and that's really been the you know, for from our end user standpoint, someone who's willing to take ownership, that's been uh, the key attribute of their cobot champion, I would say, over any of the technical side of it. Well, so what what kind of response have you been getting from the market? Has it been as as uh, as strong as it sounds? I would say, you know, being a founding partner, kind of when we started this, I think the response from the market has actually been exceeded all of our expectations. I know Doug and Drew would would uh, echo me in that sentiment as well. Um, and I think it goes to show the real need, right? Of, hey, I need easier to use automation at a more accessible price. Um, you know, the footprint, the power requirements, all those hurdles, I think that folks, um, like you talked about, Joe, the folks that weren't necessarily able to bring in automation because of just this stack up of barriers and just one too many barriers that made it too hard to bring in. I think that uh, we're helping together, you are Invectus, you know, break those barriers down. Um, and so, 
I think that that those barriers were actually more than we thought out in the market, which is why our the response to Vectus and our system and our cobalt welding tool um, has been greater than we expected. What so what does the um, what does the product look like? Give give the give the listeners a quick description of the product itself. Yeah, so what we really focus on is providing a fully integrated ready to weld system. Um, and so our price includes shipping and includes everything you need to get going. Um, it's a DIY setup, commissioning and programming. Um, so we ship the system out to you usually in our quickly time about four weeks. Um, you know, some anecdotes from our customers are they were cutting shrink wrap in the morning and in production by the afternoon. The idea is it's very quick and easy to set up and get going into production. Um, and so you get going that way. Uh, and uh, most folks are, again, are in production very quickly and then able to add parts um, as needed as well. So what does the perfect customer look like to you? Or is there a range? It got to be a range. Everybody has a range of customers. But what really is the middle of that bell curve? Uh, that's an interesting question, Joe, because I feel like, you know, when I look at our group of customers and group of, you know, customers that we're, you know, potential customers that we're working with, it is such a broad range. You know, we've got folks that this is their first robotic welding system ever, um, and traditional automation was, you know, out of reach for them. We've got folks with five to 20 traditional robotic welding cells, and this is supplementing part of that business, you know, that, hey, it's the smaller batch stuff. It's the um, things that would, don't make sense to run on our traditional robots in terms of volume or size or, um, you know, seasonality or something like that. Um, I, you know, to your question, I wish I could nail it down to a perfect customer, but it's such a, a range of small job shop to mm -hmm. large OEMs that I think it's really anybody that has um, a need for easier to use automation. I would say the smaller batch size is common, but not always the case. Yeah. Um, and someone who, for whether it's an application or just for their business as a whole, where traditional robotic welding just hasn't quite made sense in the past. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, and I agree with you too. We and this is not just welding, but really we see it in all processes. Uh, you know, high mix, low volume is a is a sweet spot for for the collaborative technology. It really does make a difference. Mm -hmm. So now, so you and are then, you are you are selling all across the U.S. Have you moved into Canada yet? Mm -hmm. Yep, we're in Canada. Excellent. And you've got a really unique relationship too with the universal distributors. Uh, how has that evolved? That's been great. Um, we love working with the UR distributors. Um, you know, I think their uh, their competence on the robot and I mean, the ones that I've worked with, it's really all about the customer. And I really love that. That's kind of our philosophy at Vectus is do right by the customer always. Um, and so that's been great as a local support option, um, a local kind of initial application uh, support as well, in addition to our weld experts helping with that application support. Um, it's just part of that overall support network that I think is a, a nice safety safety net for um, Vectus and UR customers. So, so how are you how are you deploying a, a uh, finding customers, selling to customers? and then deploying automation in uh, today's uh, very tightly restricted travel environment. It's very difficult to get out yeah. to see people face-to-face. -face. Yeah, so so first part of that question in terms of finding customers, I mean, what we've seen, and I think it goes back to the need of the market, is we get reached out to um, 
very often, you know, and that's that's primarily how we get in touch with customers is folks reaching out. So I think you see folks reaching, you know, Googling cobot welding and, and easy to use robotic welding and, and coming across us and kind of seeing, um, you know, some of our YouTube videos and things like that of, hey, that that looks pretty straightforward and then reaching out to, to get a more in-depth application evaluation with our experts. Um, and then to the second part of that question on deployment, um, you know, our, our, our uh, method of DIY programming and setup and commissioning um, has actually been, um, you know, kind of a saving grace, if you will, for our customers in this time where travel is tough or, um, you know, personal of, hey, I don't want to get on a plane or it doesn't bother me, but it's tough, right, either way. Uh, and so because our training is virtual through videos and our user guide and just the simplicity of the system in general, um, you know, our customers don't have to fly out to us for training. They don't have to pay or worry about a tech coming on site, you know, for a week and, and the expense and the, the headache mm -hmm. of that uh, to install and set up the system, right? By making the product just simpler and easier to use and combining that with some virtual training uh, aids, um, we've it's been very easy for customers to implement it during COVID, and I think it'll continue to be easy to implement, you know. I think, uh, you know, one time we did some training and the, uh, the manager goes, well, heck, I, I learned everything I needed to in less time than it would take me to, to uh, travel to the airport, uh, drive to the airport, much less <laughs> actually come out there. And so, you know, I think it's a bit of a paradigm shift. I think this whole, you know, cobot welding and cobots in general is a bit of a paradigm shift. But, you know, feedback from our customers is, hey, this is working. You know, the yeah, fact that I don't definitely. have to send out my champion for a week, you know, in an already busy shop is huge, right? Just make it simpler. Give my, you know, smart champion and eager champion that the, the training that uh, he or she needs to kind of get started and we'll figure it out right how many of your customers are taking advantage of the ur academy before maybe even before they engage with vectus yeah i think a number of them are um just to continue to get more familiar uh with the system um and the cobot in general independent um so yeah i think i think a number of them are doing that and we yeah, encourage and for the, you, you know the more familiar you can get the better. Yeah, and for the listeners who may not uh, who may not recognize that phrase, you are academy. That's our online training academy. Um, we've got uh, nine core modules, uh, thirteen modules total, and surprisingly, we just passed the one hundred thousand trainee mark uh, just last month. So it's uh, it's been incredibly popular uh, and very helpful. That's great. That's great. Um, I've got another question for the, and the welders in the audience are going to want to understand this. Talk about the weld processes that you guys support. Yes, our system is uh, MIG and that's capable of short arc um, spray transfer and pulse spray as well. Um, we're set up to run steel, stainless. Um, we've done some exotics, right? And then we actually this summer unveiled our push pull solution um, for feeding aluminum alloys and other softer materials. So in terms of materials, you know, um, we cover a wide array of materials and, and certainly would encourage any, any folks uh, listening to reach out and let's talk about your specific applications and um, see, if, see if our cobot can lend a hand in your shop. Um, so, so those are the processes. A common question I'll get, Joe, is do y'all do TIG? Um, right now we don't do TIG. Uh, there's a couple technical hurdles to that with, um, you know, the directionality of the process and high mm -hmm. frequency and some other things. Um, but what we have seen, you know, in terms of market response, you know, as we were talking about is there are a number of applications currently being manually TIG welded 
that could be a candidate for conversion to Cobot MIG because of the control and consistency allowed by the Cobot process, right? Um, and man, Joe, you talk about a boost in productivity going from manual TIG to Cobot MIG. I don't know if you've done those projects in your past life as well, but holy smokes, I mean, that is that is an insane boost in productivity. I mean, we've seen things go from, you know, small parts go from three minute cycle times manual TIG to, you know, seven seconds manual or Cobot MIG. If, if, the, if the application is a candidate, and certainly there are TIG applications yep. out there that aren't candidates for MIG, but some of them are. And so we'd like to take a look at it and see if uh, that might be an option. I've actually heard that before that I think every weld engineer would prefer to get back to, to MIG wherever possible if they can control the process tight enough. Yeah, and I mean, you, you typically reduce distortion, you reduce heat input, you weld it faster. Um, and goodness, we, you know, our customers have laid down some beautiful welds with their system that I would say rival, rival TIG consistency and quality. Um, and it's just so much quicker. So we're happy to take a look at that uh, and see if there are potential uh, conversions. That's, incre uh, that's incredible. So your solution right now is on a stationary static table, right? You're not uh, doing any external positioners or anything like that. Um, but I got to believe that that covers a huge percentage of the welded parts uh, in, in, uh, in manufacturing today. It does, you know, and, and that's a question we get commonly. What about a positioner? Um, what we've seen, it goes back to that paradigm shift, right? When you look at, when you kind of look at the holistic picture of, you know, what's the volume, what's the part mix? Um, how do you make the fixturing economical, right? Mm -hmm. um, yep, a lot yep. of our customers have found, hey, you know, a manual flip will work. Or, you know, I'm going to run, you know, these parts that require that manual flip, I'll run them 100 at a time through stage A and then, you know, flip the fixture over and do 100 at a time in stage B. And that works for them, right? Again, I look at it as, you know, if you're doing 50,000 parts a year that need uh, positioning, you know, maybe traditional robotic welding with a positioner makes sense there, right? But if you have more flexible, higher mix, lower volume style, you know, a manual flip or in some cases out of position welding, if that's viable for the uh, particular mm -hmm. application, can, can serve just fine. And then you avoid the complexity, the cost, the footprint, uh, the maintenance of an external positioner, right? Certainly had their place, an external part positioner, but we've seen a lot of customers get creative, and we've helped kind of with that creative process of how can we look at this in a different way um, that is, I would say, more efficacious. You know, maybe it's not the most efficient way ever with all automation options out there to run apart, but, hey, it's the most um, efficacious for my overall business, right? My well, and things like that. That's a that's a conversation we have all the time is is helping helping people look at automation in a different light. Um, the phrase I use is, you know, think of it incrementally. You don't have to solve the million dollar mm -hmm. problem in one big bite. Right? You yep. can, you can, what you need is investments that have a solid return uh, and quickly is good. Um, and I think we're helping people understand how to approach automation a little bit differently. Yeah. And with that too, I think the collaborative nature of the system plays into that, right? On a traditional cell, you know, manually flipping apart is an involved task because you got to go into the, you know, go into the fencing area, reset safety on the way out, et cetera, you know, with the collaborative robot because the safety is built into the arm um, as part of our safety risk assessment, you know, hey, the, the operator's right there, right? They might be doing some other tasks right next to it anyway. So, hey, I'll flip the part or set up the second stage in another zone, you know, that the co-op mm -hmm. to 
it, it lends itself to more creative ways to manage uh, different um, geometries of parts. Fantastic. So Josh, this has been a very, very good session. I'm uh, absolutely glad that you joined us today. Now give us some idea of how the listeners can get a hold of you and Vectus to take a look at their next welding project. Yeah, we'd certainly love to to do that. It's one of my favorite aspects of, of my role. And I know I, uh, the saying goes for uh, our regional managers here as well is looking at applications and, hey, can we help and how can we help? Um, so to do that, um, would encourage folks to visit our website, vectusautomation.com. That's V-E-C-T-I-S automation.com. Um, you can call us at 970-852-5200. Um, or you can also email us at connect at vectusautomation.com. So a few different ways to, to get a hold of us. We always start with the in-depth, no-cost application evaluation. So, hey, let's Let's talk about your application. Let's talk about your business. Let's get some pictures, maybe some drawings or 3D models if you have them. Um, so we can say, you know, use our 100 years of experience to say, hey, yeah, that's a good fit for automation and actually a great fit for our system in particular, or uh, maybe not a great fit, or, hey, here's some things you're going to need to look out for to make this successful in production. So that's kind of how we start. Um, you know, we offer a unprecedented 30-day uh, return policy on our system. We've never had a system purchase return and I think that application evaluation process is a big part of that, right? We're not trying to just sell cobalt welding tools. We're trying to actually help manufacturers um, with that. And, and starting with the application is how you do that. Yeah, that's a big uh, that's a big step. That's a very, very big step. And very few people will actually make that kind of offer. Um, just does, you just don't see it very often. Now, if I remember mm -hmm. right, too, you guys are part of the UR Plus program. Is that correct? Yep. Yep, so we're an application kit on the UR Plus uh, marketplace. Yep, so that's another way to, to reach out to Vectus is through the uh, the UR website. And if you... uh, Josh, oh, thanks again. And Danielle, why don't you tell the listeners how they can get, uh, get more information about UR? Yes, of course. And for those that don't know about our UR Plus program, those are certified um, plug and produce that, uh, components that have been tested and certified to work almost seamlessly with our cobots. So a great addition to the UR Plus program. So we have a slew of automation information coming your way. So if you aren't already following the Cobot Show, follow us here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This episode and many others are available on our website at universal-robots.com podcast. If you have a specific question about what we discussed today, you're looking for next steps in automation, or you have a suggestion for a future podcast, send us an email at ur.na at universal-robots.com. And if you're looking for any of the links discussed in the podcast today, take a look at the podcast description. Thanks for listening.